You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. Don't you just love the theme music to Castle? Hey, what's up, everybody? Bing is for doing it. We're doing another episode of Season 5 Castle, Episode 7, The Swan Song. I am Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce my co-host. Yes, hi, I'm Paige Sullivan. Welcome back. Hi, and I'm Larissa Shamar. All right, so this episode, The Swan Song, and so when Tamala Jones is on here as a guest, she informed us that there would be an episode in, uh, in the future uh, that would be kind of documentary style where cameras will be following them. So we knew this the episode was coming. And so this episode was a documentary style. So what did you guys think of this particular episode? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a nice break in the pattern. I always say that when they get to the Hamptons or uh-huh. when they go on a trip. I like when they do that. So this was kind of fun. It loosened it up a bit. You got to see some goofy moments uh-huh. from people maybe like Gates, who you don't normally see loosen up and no, yeah, act she out was, of character. She was totally different. Yeah. <laughs> she went out for the cameras. What- I think everybody was kind of like different. They kind of went above and beyond on their acting skills mm-hmm. and they kind of made it like a home movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was a little bit home movie-ish. Yeah. But that's normally what people do when they see the cameras. Everyone's like, oh, hi, I'm Bam Erickson. And we are here, you know, everybody always kind of plays more into it and not really knowing that they should be natural. And yeah. so I thought that was kind of cool. I think the only person who obviously didn't play it up was Beckett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she did the complete opposite and she yeah. froze and she didn't even act like herself. Yeah. It was very strange seeing her she had the scowl on her mm. face the entire episode but you know what that's typical of Beckett's you know she's you know she that's just kind of her personality she wouldn't be amused about that because mm-hmm. she's all about the business and the cop and the investigation and so I would expect that from everyone except for for Beckett I mean I think she did a great job just kind of maintaining her composure yeah. and like professional and everything but I just think that Esposito and Castle mm-hmm. and Gates they just really kind of took it to another level yeah. where they had their five minutes of fame yeah. you know while they're at work and just kind of took advantage of it yeah would okay would you would have done it done if you done were, that in yeah. front of the camera uh huh I think I would try very hard not to, yeah. but I think it's hard when there's that presence around you that <laughs> yeah. isn't normally there. Uh, things I might normally say I wouldn't say, or yeah. I would say things 
out of character for myself. Yeah. I don't know. I think you never know until you're put in that position. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I haven't been at work yeah. yet. <laughs> I think I will just be the same guy, entertaining as possible, and just just normal, just mm-hmm. going with my own self. Because you look at it like even though it's a documentary, they're not getting paid for it. You know, everybody again, everybody wants their five minutes of fame, but at the end of the day, you still have a job to do. <laughs> and you know, I thought they did a good job mixing wanting camera time and still getting the job done it was just that when they were getting the job done and they were explaining what they were doing that's when they were being you know at too much i i feel a little different i feel like when when it came down to really getting into the nitty-gritty of what was happening they would get kind of serious mm-hmm. this is what happened we had to go to this room do this yeah they would get down to it but at the end, they would stop, pause, and then say something really out of character. Right. Okay, so I'll take that back. And that's, that's actually what I was alluding to. They would get the job done, but once, once they thought that something was accomplished, then they would turn to the camera. Talk directly to the camera. And so now let's, let's, let's go into the, what we call personal recognition, uh, personal recognition because, you know, each of them, again, wanted their five minutes of fame. And yeah. so it immediately started with Cass. So once, mm-hmm. <laughs> once they got into the murder investigation, he turned right to the camera. Hi. I'm Richard Castle. I'm a writer. And then he starts going into some of the titles, and then he references the the book that he wrote uh, about for, for for Beckett. And so, I mean, he totally. But you can kind of expect that, well, totally. Castle's in the limelight anyway. Yeah. I mean, he's been in front of the camera. He does mm-hmm. interviews on television. He gets photos taken of him often. I mean, he he's in the limelight. He's a mm-hmm. famous author. He's very wealthy. He's yeah. a bachelor. As far as everybody else knows. Yeah. And so I think it was, he's always like that. Yeah. And he's always telling stories. You know, he's always allude, alluding to things that would happen in a book. And yeah. that was the same thing in this episode, only more so in a movie mm-hmm. when he would say, fade to black, da 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 da, and make music happen. I think he's so creative <laughs> in his head, he can't help himself. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just in him. Yeah. I think he did for book sales. Yeah. Absolutely. I think book sales. Yeah, I, hey, why not? Yeah. And then, of course, we already talked about Beckett, how Beckett was, she was really not wanting to fill the camera, and she was um, not really being herself. And so, you know, uh, Castle said, you know, hey, you know, I want people to see, you know, the real you and to kind of loosen up. And she did, like, once or twice. Yeah. You know. The end, the end she was funny. Yeah. Um, when she kind of dragged the cameraman into the closet, which I thought, you know, every Castle episode has humor in it, mm. which I think is the best part about it. Yeah. And so this was a way of her showing her funny even when she's trying to be really conservative. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Esposito? <laughs> he was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I think he kind of took it more beyond than his normal character and really wanted to really get in the limelight because everything that he did he did at times 10 mm-hmm. you know even working with his partner even going out to the investigation scene everything was about him it wasn't mm-hmm. really about the job itself but he just really wanted to be seen as a hero on the camera what was really interesting about Esposito is when they first got to the investigation he was like you know you'll be from a, from a crack land so like he was real hard and tough and he didn't want that camera there and and he went to the director who was like I really need this I really need this and he was totally against it but then once the director got the um, the permit from the from City Hall and which because they thought this would be a good PR he totally changed his mind and he fed into it and I like how Ryan called him out how he made his t-shirt tighter so that you know he could <laughs> make his 
little muscles appear bigger, which I thought was pretty interesting. That was fun. It, and also, it's funny because the way they interact with each other was different, mm. too, because between Ryan and Esposito, they kept complimenting each other. Oh, he's the brains. Yeah, he's the brawn. Yeah. And all this <laughs> stuff. And it was just like, on a normal day, they're just fighting. Yeah. I mean, brotherly fighting, best friend fighting. But mm. this was so funny because they wanted to look... They both wanted to look like the good guy, the guy people would root for. Yeah. And in turn, they're trying to look each other, make each other look good. It was, it was cute to see, but it was just funny to see how yeah. different that is from every other episode they mm-hmm. do. Yeah, I think that you know they definitely did a great job of complimenting each other. But I think Esposito really wanted to kind of let everybody know he has other talents yeah. versus like I'm not just a cop, but I'm an artist, right, I'm a be- singer, right? Because <laughs> I'm a performer. Because we've never, we've never seen this side of him when, when, um, when. Back uh, when Castle and Esposito were at the guy who they thought Sam, you, you know I think Sam, his name was Sam yeah, Spear. they thought he was a, they thought he was a killer, and actually he was a composer, or whatever. And so once he showed them the sheet, the sheet music, he starts looking. He's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know, this is good. This note, da da." And Castle's like, "Wait a minute, what do you know about this?" He was like, "I do know music. I can't sing." And and Castle's like, "No, I've heard you. You can't sing." And he was <laughs> like, "No, seriously, it was it, that was just a bad karaoke night. But I really can't sing." And then of course we actually see Esposito at the end, and he actually can sing yeah yeah and i i think i mentioned to you prior to watching the show mm-hmm. twitter don't go on twitter if you haven't seen the show yet because <laughs> they're all tweeting away saying what they thought about the show and i totally before a show now i don't go on twitter yeah it's hard because uh, i it's a habit now uh, i'm constantly on twitter and all the uh, social media yeah. and john who plays esposito mm-hmm. tweeted a link to to the song so if you want it you should check it out on Twitter mm. if you liked the song I don't know if anybody actually wants the <laughs> yeah. song on their iPod but um, he tweeted it out so I was really dying to see what it was and they saved it till the very end and I was waiting the whole episode uh-huh. for it to come so you're one of those you're one of those people where like the song listening to the song it just would bother you yeah uh-huh. yeah I didn't listen to it uh, I have a problem with reading ahead uh-huh. you know if there's a spoiler alert i will <laughs> i will yeah. read it and ruin the next episode for myself so with twitter i try very hard mm-hmm. not to but for all of you at home itunes go check out our podcast you can like us rate us comment tell us what you think tell a friend and they can check us out if there's something you want to see different or hear us talk about more let us know and also if there's a show that you want to recommend to us that you think we should be doing that we aren't feel free to let us know that as well so make sure you check us out on itunes all right and also don't forget the podcast app oh the podcast app. yeah the podcast app what it does is it organizes all of your subscriptions to all the great shows that you um that you download to um itunes after buzz and so if you download that podcast it just organizes all your subscriptions and it just puts everything in order it automatically downloads it for you uh and syncs it so it's totally cool so you guys make sure that you check out the podcast app as well yes now, okay, let's talk about Gates, or as <laughs> or she is likes to be referred to as Sir. 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 Oh, my God. I, between, between she and Esposito, it was a toss because she totally was playing. She didn't want to come off as, you know, that tough guy. I don't want to say bitch, but, you know, she's very stern. She's a hard ass. She's a hard ass. Yeah. And she totally was, yeah, she totally played it in her favor she did she really wanted to look like she, she reminded me of like a team coach she's really rooting for mm-hmm. them and congratulating them when they do good jobs when in reality it's normally like get out of my office don't come to me until you've solved the case mm-hmm. and so it was funny to see her do that but it's also one of those things you, 
this documentary, don't they know they edit and what they can tell when somebody's faking and when somebody's but, but, real? But again, they are, you know, they're real people. Like we're used to cameras yeah. and things. Yeah. So they're, they're real people. So they don't know that that everything and reality, all that stuff is edited and you are um, – you're made to to look like a certain person. They don't really realize that. So I think that's what all normal people do. Have you ever like videoed your family and you yeah. pull the family out and then you know there's always that cousin or auntie or some someone that just always kind of wants to like show off for the camera. Show off for you, like your mom always puts you out there in the front, like yeah. dance for the family. Yeah, dance for the family, sing yeah. and do. You know, it's it's just kind of one of those things. And again, I thought. I thought she was hilarious. I thought she was funny. And the whole episode, it was just waiting to see what they were going to say next, mm-hmm. what they were going to do different next, how they were going to act out of character next. And I think her and Esposito really took it mm-hmm. to another level. I think with Castle, we expect that of mm-hmm. him. And I didn't necessarily... I think it could go- have gone either way with Gates and Esposito. Gates could have been really tough mm-hmm. and sheltered kind of like... Beckett was and she wasn't which was interesting I think I like Gates the more the original Gates I mean her kind of showing her soft side and really kind of being hey I'm a team player it kind of basically makes her weak and I like it when Gates is kind of like be a hard ass hey you know what I don't want to hear nothing until the case is over with. Make sure you're doing your job and just kind of really managing the staff mm-hmm. so yeah. I just think like she went overboard I was there was one that I was disappointed with Lainey Maybe. Uh, she only had two scenes, and I was just really bummed because I was hoping that we would see more of her. But what I did think was cool was that you didn't see her in her normal uniform. She <laughs> hair was done a little more makeup. She had the little low yeah. cut top. She was yeah, cute, she you know. She and, was cute. You know, she was you know showing some you know showing it off. Yeah, yeah. In know. in in a, like a morgue basically, yeah. and, which I find I always find that so strange when you see them eating or chatting in there. It's like there's dead people yeah. <laughs> in this room. Yeah, and she's all up in the camera. Oh well, he never had these vaccines, and then she flips to the camera and smiles at it. It's like, yeah. oh god, don't you know where you are? It's the five minutes of fame. <laughs> but again, you know, it's 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 a it's the five minutes of fame. So you know that was how each of the the main characters. That's how they displayed um, on themselves on camera. So let's get into the murder itself. Dun, dun, dun. So what do you guys think about the, the murder? I liked it. I think it had a lot of twists and turns, as it yeah. always does. Yeah. But things I never would have expected. Even when they come up, I'm kind of it still had me thinking mm-hmm. about what was going to happen next. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of suspense of questioning everybody. Like, even with the suspect, you never really knew who did it or mm-hmm. why they did it until the actual end. So I think it was actually, it was one of the better ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's let's just dive a little into the, the murder investigation. So there's, a, of, of course, there's, it's being documented. And what happens is they find the musician dead in his trailer. James Swan. James Swan. And so he's the leader of the band. Mm-hmm. He's a popular one. He's 27. He's dead. And, uh, you know, one of the first things that Castle says is that he has the, uh, the he's in the 27 Club. 27 There's Club. a lot of great musicians. Um, the recent one being um, Amy Winehouse, 27 mm-hmm. dead. And so he alluded, he alluded to that fact. And so what happens was once they find him dead, there's banging on one of the doors or it's like a, a closet, closet the yeah. closet inside the trailer yeah. and so they find this girl her name is Butterfly and she was clearly like high or something and groupie. she she she's a groupie but 
she was a three month groupie because she had been around for three months. So she's been around for three months and she goes to his trailer every night, mm-hmm. you know, to get it in. And so at some point, well, <laughs> when he put a time limit on the groupie, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, initiated to yeah. be a groupie. <laughs> so, she, you know, that's what she said. She's been there for three months. And so she was passed out mm-hmm. the whole time that, that, that he um, was killed. That he was killed. Kind of, and she was locked in the closet, though. Yeah. There was a button they had to press to get her out. I don't yeah. know if it's security for, like, his guitars or something. <clears throat> I don't know why you have a locked closet. That's kind of uh, weird. I wouldn't yeah. want somebody to put me into a locked closet. Well, I think I, she was high, Yeah, drunk. she was, yeah, totally, because when she when she woke up, or when she when she was banging on the door and they opened the door, she looked a mess. You can, you can tell that she was. naked. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it was a fun night. Yeah. Fun night for some people, not so much for the guy she was not, sleeping with. Yeah. Not just but, one. But one of the clues that she gave was that she heard sounds of, like, horseshoes crunching. Yeah, like hooves. Yeah. And so that was a clue. Um, and then she also said that she had, um, that, that James Swan had been complaining about the band members and, and how there's been tension between the bands. And so from there... She's kind of clear, and they don't really think that she had anything to do with it. And then so they go to the alibis of the members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she also mentions, though, that – didn't she mention that somebody had been following him? Or was that a band member? I can't mm-hmm. remember if it was her or not, but they allude to the fact that he'd been freak- he'd been on edge for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think that's later on in the episodes when they actually – when they performed in New York in Ithaca – yeah. Then he kind of yeah. felt like weirded out where mm-hmm. he felt someone was actually following him from the Ithaca show. Mm-hmm. And so one of the one uh, so all the alib- so all the band members their alibis their they were all in their trailers, and but one did mention that there was a white van in the area. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's I was what, thinking. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah. Okay. so that happened right after. So mm-hmm. there's a white van in the area that I guess somebody's stalking mm-hmm. James Swan, and they say he'd been thinking somebody had been stalking him yeah. since mm-hmm. they went the Ithaca show where they said he's been acting very uh, strange. Yeah. So, um, and Butterfly also mentions that the night he was murdered was the first night she felt he was at peace with himself. Yeah. That he was okay with everything. He didn't complain about the other band members and he honestly seemed happy and content with the way things were going, which ended up to be a key mm-hmm. factor. One of the other key factors is when they went to look at the footage of one of his confessional interviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when he referenced that <clears throat> that he had a mentor and the and the the, the, um, the mentor was the guy who taught him how to how to play the guitar mm-hmm. and they asked, you know, were they still friends or whatever and he said that no he had, you know, seen that person in a while mm-hmm. which goes which is a, a um which is a, a key uh, points for what we find out later. Yeah, it's that's the one thing with Castle. You constantly have to keep on the facts yeah. because something that comes up that mm-hmm. seems miniature in the big scheme of things mm-hmm. ends up being a huge part yeah. of the puzzle. Um, but yeah, so they check with this white van. The white van. And they notice that there's a guy standing behind in the video and also on the pictures. And so this guy happens to be the the father of Butterfly. Butterfly. Yes. And so he was following him just because he did he feared that his daughter was gonna be a groupie. And get pregnant. Yeah, and get pregnant. <laughs> a, a valid a valid reason yeah. to be upset, I yeah. think. Maybe not to stalk. Yeah. Um and, but and if, he had plans to kidnap him just to scare him. Yeah. Uh, which kinda of made him look very guilty. Yeah. Do do, do groupies get pregnant? Yeah, well, I'm some? sure they do. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know when musicians have loved children uh-huh. scattered across yeah. the country? Well, yeah, I get Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, but you know what? He was just basically being a typical father. Yeah. You know, because if it was my child, I would want to kind of know, like, what's really going on with her. He said he haven't seen her in a couple weeks, and, you know, it's something new to him. Yeah. I agree. I think, but he's cleared. Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't do it. He really was just a concerned father. Yeah. So it's back to square one. And at this point, Esposito is totally acting like, we got him. We got him. Yeah. Case closed. We got this. And then it all comes back. The blood they found was his own blood. Yeah. He didn't do it. He was looking for his daughter. And that kind of made Esposito look a little. It definitely, he definitely went overboard with some kind of more of the like heart interrogator like banging on the table banged it yeah and Ryan just kind of steps back like why well he screamed at one point and you saw Ryan like jump himself he's like I've never seen him do that either exactly (laughs) very interesting very very shocking but overall you know the father got cleared as always so next and then so yes so after after that then he alluded to the hooves the, the horse feet, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so they go to talk with the band again. Uh, and they're having practice. And they start saying, oh, or actually, did they go to Sam first? It was I was going to say, yeah, I didn't want to go. Yeah, but yeah, cut oh, you off. Oh, no, right, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, Sam Spear. Sam Spear. Gentleman who he has a lawsuit against. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's for a song, yeah. correct? Because mm-hmm. Sam is a composer. And he writes music, I think, for movies, TV, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, of course. And so they, they find out where he was that day. And so Swan had gone to his apartment, mm-hmm. condo, whatever you want to call it. And they hear all this noise and they hear shooting. So yes. Esposito and Castle goes in there. And then, of course, they find out that it was the sound effect for the for what for the movie or TV show that he was compo- for com- that he was composing. Right. He said yeah. it's just a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> Which it sounded pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. It sounded like a, it sounded like T.J. Hooker or one of those yeah. <laughs> movies from the TV shows from the 80s. And it was kind of corny. But, uh, yeah, so they go there and they find out that they weren't really feuding. It was they came to a, a settlement. They were going to work together on writing. Um, they, and we find out that Swan had taken out $25,000. Mm-hmm. And we assumed he paid it off to yeah. Spear. Sam. But he didn't. Apparently, he didn't give Sam any money. And he also says, you know, why would I kill a potential employer in this economy? You know, I'm yeah. not going to get another job. So... That's when we find the sheets of music and we find out Esposito can sing. Can sing and He's read musically music. inclined. Right. Very. And so he points out that, you know, what this is a whole different direction this kind of music. So where was Swan going? Were they was he leaving the band? Yeah, he was going solo. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I think that's what um, Sam was really trying to get out, get at. But also, he basically kind of brings the idea to Esposito and Castle. Like, mm-hmm. you might want to go talk to the band members because the whole idea of going solo, the band members probably wasn't happy with it. And the mm-hmm. new direction that Swan wanted to go in is something that the band w- didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. So they basically, like, kind of give the idea. And that's where the whole, like, the band member who had the shoes that sound like horse. Yeah, yeah, Keith. Yeah, yeah but- Keith. But also, they were auditioning new band members. Yeah, when they showed up, which yeah. is so soon. Your your buddy yeah. was killed like a day or two ago. So and now you're already... On. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> don't you think you'd take a mini hiatus? The show must go on. Well, I mean, look at TLC. They, you know, yeah. they, didn't, they didn't go and get a, a new left eye. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a yeah. new left eye. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's only one T-Boss. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but... It it made like it made it seem like Keith was guilty for um for replacing uh 
a, a member so soon. Right, but and he, he when he walked off. Yeah, because first he lied when they called him out on saying you knew he was going solo, mm-hmm. and he wasn't going solo. But his girlfriend worked at the record label and heard that Swan wanted to do something new and was setting up these meetings, mm-hmm. and so he had assumed he was going solo. Yeah. So not only did he lie about knowing that, now they think he's guilty of murdering him. They're saying, why would we believe you? You already lied to us once. Yeah. But his alibi was he was. Getting it in in a trailer with a groupie. Yeah. yeah, they say what's her name? I don't know. I don't know. What's her number? I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> That's a true groupie. That's a true groupie. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Swan had it down wrong apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Butterfly was there to stay, <laughs> but Swan um, was falling in love. Yeah, and so they kind of are watching the sex tape in the precinct yeah. um, while the documentary is being filmed which Gates is not happy about but it's kind of funny and um, and from there they move on to the next suspect yeah and they but then they also they also discovered that there was no records of him yeah they found that out before yeah. even going to Sam yeah. not, not well they found out at first that led them to that was that he didn't well Laney wanted them to Lainey. know was that he didn't have a polio vaccine and he didn't actually have any of the vaccines he was supposed to have mm-hmm. that every American has usually. Yeah. And so that leads them to look into his past and he only popped up on the map when he was 17 and there's no records of him whatsoever and it turns out he was part of a cult. Yes. Yes. And so they don't say how he got there or how young he was no. but you know he escaped. Yeah. The, the cult was called Ithaca. Well, it no, was, it was in it. Ithaca. It was called it was a name, a church name. Oh, you, you were in like yes, it. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was in Ithaca, which leads back to the fact that he started acting weird after their Ithaca show. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that kind of lead. That's where I got all. You know, I was kind of anticipating something big to happen mm-hmm. because they don't really play with cults in this. Uh, cults kind of freak me out, and so <laughs> I didn't know where it was gonna go. I didn't either. And there was an ap- appearance by um, by C. Thomas Howell. A uh, classic actor, and so he was John Campbell, who was ahead of this church, this cult. Yeah, freaky. Yeah. yeah, that stuff freaks me out. And he'd already been arrested for murder, and when he got out, he started this church. And apparently, the church and the cult. He has a 200-acre pot farm or 20-acre pot, yeah. pot farm, and and he profits from it while the people in his cult work on it. Yeah. So yeah. it's all it's all about himself, and that's what that's what's freaky about it, and that. That was the only part that wasn't super lighthearted for me because just thinking mm. about cults yeah. kind of freaks me out. But from that, they, they bring in another girl who had escaped to give them a little more information about him. Yeah. yeah. Caroline, pretty much, she comes in and confesses and kind of gives them more of an enlightenment of what the cult is about and who is John Campbell. You know, and from there, she kind of portrays him as being a guy you really don't want to mess with because mm-hmm. he's dangerous. He has a temper problem and he don't want any other children to leave out of the cult because it is a cult because... They work for him. He he is their leader. Yeah. And what ends up happening is that, you know, Jane Swan did leave the cult, but we also find out what she confesses, her relationship with the cult, and how, you know, the importance of not leaving the cult. And we come back to the $25,000, which we uh-huh. think, because we find out James Swan went to go see John Campbell, mm-hmm. is that he must have paid him off to get out. Yeah. But what turns out is Caroline, doesn't she also... Oh, we find that she gives us information about Buck. Yeah, Buck. His best friend. Buck uh, Cooper? Yes. Buck Cooper. Mm -hmm. He he has been a missing person, according to 
John Campbell. He filed yes. a missing por- persons report, which is that we were they were looking into police records to try and tie John Campbell mm-hmm. to the murder, which they weren't having any luck. But they did find this missing person. Yeah, turns out James' best friend. So and he he's was, out now. So he's out. So they have to find him. And he's also been assigned as the road manager for the group. Yeah. Which we so we've met him previously. Yeah, and we did. Yeah, we just thought I thought he was just a super shy, awkward roadie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was just really impressed by the band. Yeah, I think he was really just trying to keep it low key because, like again, he just left the cult and he was basically being part of a new band and didn't know his position in the band. Yeah, so uh, he we also found out was the mentor. Yeah, for James, he's going to taught him how to play, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's got really good skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Um, and so that's when they kind of put it together that, you know, he was replacing somebody in the band. Right. But then also because in, in um, James's confessional, he did say that his mentor, you know, had taught him how to play. So that's how they were able to figure out that. Right. Wait a minute. James said that he wasn't in contact with the best friend. And so they were able to then figure it out that what his intention was, was he was but potentially, I guess, going to leave the group um, and have have um, Buck be a part of the group. Or do you think that do you did you think that he was going to be in the group with him, or was James going to leave? No, I think he was going to be in the group with him. Okay. Um, I think those were the intentions, and I think yeah. that's what they got to. Kind of was that he's a great uh-huh. musician. Yeah, he's got great skills, and so he was going to bring him into the band, and this was his way. Of giving back to Buck for everything that he got, because if Buck hadn't taught him how to play guitar and hadn't yeah. given him those skills, he wouldn't be where he was. And so this was his chance to give Buck something. Yeah, I think also like anytime you kind of bring somebody new in the band, somebody has to go. And and the great thing about <laughs> it is that hey, I mean, who who who's the better musician mm-hmm. overall? Because together they've been they've been on the road for like past fourteen months, so they're basically trying to basically take their career to another another step in their lives and everything so I think at this time bringing Buck in is definitely a great asset to the band especially being that their bass player couldn't play guitar well he could yeah he couldn't play the new notes that were written for him mm-hmm. correct complicated. And so they were too complicated yeah. and that's kind of how they pinned it on him Zeke was yeah. his name yeah, Zeke. Yeah. and I never would have expected it to be him he was very quiet very yeah. goofy he kind of seemed like the odd man out a little bit yeah um and i i felt for him a little bit i mean i can imagine how painful that would be to have this person who he must know he was the best in the group they all know he's the leader of the group mm-hmm. uh, tell you you're not good enough and you're <laughs> out when you put like they said five years into this this has been his life for five years and now they're about to make it big and he's cut I'm going to step on the other side. I don't feel sorry for him. Well, he killed somebody. I it's know. like any job. Yeah. Like, you go into any job, it's always the new, younger guy who have more skills than you. And if you can't keep up, you just lose your job. Or why didn't he take lessons? Or why didn't he, if he couldn't play the notes, why couldn't he have done something to enhance his skills? But it's also a, a thing you have to look at where you're in a group. Mm-hmm. People accept you for who you are, but they're not going to tell you like, "Hey, you you need to improve on this," you know. And they and it, even if they did, they would only tell you so many times. Yeah. So now it's like we need to look for a replacement because your your skill level is not where it needs to be because we need to replace you. That's very true. And in, in any group, if you're not the lead singer. You can be replaced at any given moment. I mean, look at look at some of the most popular groups. Yeah. If you're not that lead singer, 
<laughs> it's like you're fighting yeah. to make sure that you have a place. I feel like it's like that. I think it's one of those things where unless you have your own following, you yeah. know, you're you're that outstanding guy on the keyboard who kind of acts crazy and jumps around or like something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or even if you look at something like Fall Out Boy, Pete Wentz is the most famous and he wasn't the lead singer. You know, you have yeah. to have something special about yeah. you that draws people to this band. Like Bobby Brown. Yeah, but he didn't have anything apparently. Zeke, <laughs> Zeke, <laughs> Zeke stood in the back apparently and yeah. played mediocre bass. And yeah. then he goes and he confesses the murder. Yeah, he was violent too when he was yeah, confessing. Very, he was mad. Yeah. I think a lot of those guys had actually had like anger issues. I don't know, just because yeah, being in the band, mm-hmm. but Keith you know, got angry I think too. it's kind of like just that aggression overall. Yeah, and you can tell he was totally frustrated because he probably knew the potential of the band, and he knew that they were. I mean, on the verge. Like, can you imagine? Um, can you imagine being kicked out of the group before the group blows up? No. I mean, that would just, that would totally suck. Then he just feel like he's entitled yeah. to something. And I think when he went to go talk to, like, Swan about it, it just kind of went the wrong direction, as most cases does, because when you're in a situation with anger, it never pl- plays out the way you need it to play out. Yeah. Because someone always overreact or say something that you, that, don't mean. That you really don't mean or do something that you really don't mean. You look at a lot of times accident that has happened between two individuals. It's a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I think... Luckily, I mean, it was kind of sad in that in the interrogation room when he's kind of freaking out and getting mad, and you find out what really happened. Um, but Buck is, you know, finds out what the plan was, and he gets he meets Keith, and they're gonna let him audition. Mm-hmm. Now that they found it. it was just so strange. Oh, so Zeke really killed them? All right, now Buck, why don't you come join the band? It was yeah. so casual. Yeah. You know, one of your best friends killed your other best friend, and he was like, you know, I think he would want it this way, and it was almost like, well. Why should he audition? Yeah. Why Why don't you just put him in the band? Exactly. It's, it's a courtesy thing. Yeah. You know, you can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to automatically give you the job, but and I have 20 other candidates that's, that will audition for the mm-hmm. job. Knowing that you already have the job, it's like with any job in corporate America. It's like, yeah. hey, you know what, Bam, you're great for the job, and I know I'm going to give you the job because you're my best friend, but I still want you to, like, do what everybody else has yeah. to do. Exactly. It's just like the format of it. Yeah. But you know, the crazy thing is, is that how Beckett and Castle like pinned Zeke to the murder. They gave him the sheet music and was like, hey, play this music. And he's just like, I can play this. Yeah, I can play it. No problem. Give me a guitar. And sits there and look at him like, I can't do this. Yeah. And then confesses to a murder like. Yeah, it was, I, I felt because we hadn't heard Zeke really say much the whole at episode all. or anything at all. And then he has this big dramatic emotional breakdown. I was like, oh, okay, a little different. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of out of left field. I wasn't expecting it, yeah. really. Yeah. But, I mean, I never expect what happens in Castle, mm-hmm. really. So, <laughs> I mean. But overall, so were you guys pleased with the, this week's murder? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was. was. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. You liked simultaneously. Right? Yeah. I liked yes. it, though. I thought it was I did fun. Too. It was a good twist. It keeps me coming back for more every week yeah. because mm-hmm. there's always something different. Like I said, with the Hamptons and with this, it's not monotonous. You know, it's, oh, what's the murder mm-hmm. this week? Oh. It kind of took away from, like, they slowly but surely is taking away from Beckett and Castle. Being mm-hmm. the focus. Yes. yes. And I think that's a great point. But I, I do like the I do like the subtlety that they have. And so, like, of course, because it was cameras there, they were trying not to display that. But then there was one moment when he was caressing her cheek. 
and Cas and uh, at, when Castle was <laughs> caressing Becca's cheek, and when she caught it, she was like, you know, stop or whatever. And then when when uh, Gates or Sir decided that she wanted all the footage, you know, Beckett is freaking out because if she finds out that the two of them have this secret romance, you know, this can ruin know, her, yeah. this can ruin yeah. her career. And so when she calls him into the office, and <laughs> and you know. Uh, but of course, she admits that what happens is is they is is when she was doing her interview, you saw Castle walking back and forth, and you know they call that something now because there's an app for that when you do, um, photo bombing. Yes, photo bombing. Yeah, he so, was documentary bombing. Yeah, her. exactly. That's exactly what he was doing. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, he's funny. I if Castle wasn't there, I don't know if they'd have any fun in that precinct because. No. I mean, he's goofy. He's self-absorbed. Yeah, he but, is, but he's funny. Yeah, but I also. Next to uh, next to Castle, I think Esposito. I think he's pretty funny too. Oh yeah! And they yeah. wrapped the show with him singing with the band, which was fun. It yeah. was a nice, light way to wrap it all up and to show his singing skills. <laughs> Download that song if you can. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually like the song though. It wasn't bad actually. Yeah. None of the music was bad. No, it wasn't. I uh, mean, Esposito definitely showed his talent. Yeah, and be and because uh, you mentioned prior before um, before we went on, you had already mentioned about how had John had had tweeted yes. about the song. So I'm waiting a whole episode. Like I'm thinking every time he had the sheet of music, I'm thinking that he's gonna like bust out and sing. <laughs> so I'm like waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it, and then finally it came at the end. I'm wondering if it's it was a YouTube clip, I think, or maybe an iTunes link. I'm wondering if it's like a full song or not. Yeah, I think that'd be fun to check out and see. I'll definitely check it out. I didn't want to do it pre-show because I didn't want to ruin anything mm -hmm. for myself. But I advise you all to check it out. I'm sure it's funny. Okay, you guys have anything else before we go to predictions? No. Nope. All right, so let's go to predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. So we see that a priest is a um is assassinated, and for some particular reason. Castle is needed in this murder. He's the the focal point the of why the go to person. Yeah, I mean, in general, I have no specific predictions. Yeah, it I, it, it didn't give enough. No, it didn't. Yeah. It really gave you a, a brief Flip. sneak peek yeah. yep. at the murder itself. But normally, they give you a little bit about oh, well, Becca and Castle, or you know, so the side story. They give you a, a peek into what's going to happen. And I think, like you said, they're really coming off of the Beckett Castle thing now. Mm -hmm. It's not the main focus. And I think that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I feel like they're going to take our attention off of this. This is a long-term prediction. Mm -hmm. And I know we're coming up on the hiatus, mm -hmm. kind of. I think they're going to take us off of it for a little bit and then kind of shock us. I don't know. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, leave us hanging for yeah. the hiatus. And I'm afraid they're going to do that because they always do that. <laughs> and we're not going to know for like a month. You have any predictions? I mean, I think the next the next episode it's going to be very intriguing. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything dealing with the priest is you're going to have like a lot of a lot more issues just because it's going to be like religious reason or for whatever the reason it might actually tie into something that Beckett has already written mm -hmm. in one of his books, and that's probably why he's so needed on this episode versus <laughs> like all the rest of them. Well, he researches a lot of things, so yeah. I think he's got a lot of knowledge that the rest of them don't have yeah. on random things. Like he's the one who knew uh, about the cults. Yeah. And so he's a very, he's a sponge of, of information. Yeah. And yeah. that's why he's the creative force. You know, he's the creative person when Beckett always says she sees the facts. Mm -hmm. And so I think you're right. I think his creative side is going to be the reason they need him. You might actually see a more serious side of Beckett this time. 
I mean, of Casa. Maybe. Maybe we might. Can get down to work. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another After Buzz recap of Castle Season 5. Um, I'm Bam Erickson. You can find me on all social media at Bam Erickson. And I am Paige Sullivan. You can find me on Twitter at Paige Sullivan. And I'm Larissa Shamar, and you can find me on Twitter at Indie Music, E-N-D-E-E, Music. All right, so thank you guys for watching. And I'm supposed to be at that camera. From Vinny.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 